0: Hello, and welcome to Living Life. Through today's passage, we want to look at two things. First, how do we as God's people respond to His message? to his word, to his scripture. And number two, how do we as God's people deliver, share, reflect God's message, God's word? Oftentimes, people in my conversations, I realize uh, there's this misconception that the delivery of God's word or the sharing of God's word is the pastor's job, the missionary's job. And responding to God's word is for the rest of us let's say but what we see from scripture is that it is very clear that all god's people are to respond and share or deliver god's word but perhaps that's something you're aware of and therefore it leads me to this point the thing that we want to most look at today is not just how do we respond to god's word or how do we share god's word but what allows us to do that with boldness, with confidence, with joy and passion? What foundational truth do we hold on to to be able to do that? So let us look at the passage together.
1: Second Chronicles chapter 30, verses 1 through 12. Hezekiah sent word to all Israel and Judah and also wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh, inviting them to come to the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover to the Lord, the God of Israel. The king and his officials and the whole assembly in Jerusalem decided to celebrate the Passover in the second month. They had not been able to celebrate it at the regular time because not enough priests had consecrated themselves and the people had not assembled in Jerusalem. The plan seemed right both to the king and to the whole assembly. They decided to send a proclamation throughout Israel, from Beersheba to Dan, calling the people to come to Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover to the Lord, the God of Israel. It had not been celebrated in large numbers according to what was written. At the king's command, couriers went throughout Israel and Judah with letters from the king and from his officials, which read, People of Israel, Return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that He may return to you who are left, who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your parents and your fellow Israelites who were unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that He made them an object of horror as you see. Do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were. Submit to the Lord. Come to His sanctuary, which He has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God, so that His fierce anger will turn away from you. If you return to the Lord, then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn His face from you if you return to Him. The couriers went from town to town in Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Zebulun, but people scorned and ridiculed them. Nevertheless, some from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and went to Jerusalem. Also in Judah, the hand of God was on the people to give them unity of mind to carry out what the king and his officials had ordered following the word of the Lord.
0: We saw that Hezekiah calls all of Israel and Judah to gather that they may celebrate the Passover. In his call, which was through a letter sent by couriers, Hezekiah urges the people to repentance and humility. Let me read verses six through nine one more time. At the king's command, couriers went throughout Israel and Judah with letters from the king and from his officials which read, people of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that he may return to you who are left who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your parents and your fellow Israelites, who are unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that he made them an object of horror, as you see. Do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were. Submit to the Lord. Come to a sanctuary, which he has consecrated forever serve the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. If you return to the Lord, then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land for the Lord, your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him." For me as a young pastor, especially when I first began out in ministry, I remember feeling so much burden and stress as I would talk to students, as I would meet them, and as I would faithfully share God's Word. I'm not saying it was good, but I, I, I gave it my best. I would sometimes go to schools with bags of McDonald's uh, so that uh, I can draw closer to them and so that, Maybe through drawing closer, they can be more receptive to the Word of God. There are all sorts of things that I did. But there came a point where, as one who shares God's Word and this so greatly desires for them uh, to believe it, to trust it, and to, to, uh, to live out of it, there came a point where I realized some people just aren't changing. Some students are not changing. And though in my mind, I knew theologically that I have no power to save or power to change, that burden started to become very big. I can imagine maybe as a parent or as a friend, a sibling, there are people who you look at and they're just not receptive to God's word. Or perhaps you look at your own self and you realize, Man, am I receptive to God's word? How do I respond to God's message? And how is it that I can get someone else to respond to God's message? Maybe our struggles are actually quite similar. Whether I'm a pastor, whether you're a congregation member, either way, our struggle is similar. We both want to know, how can I respond to God's word? And how can I see others whether it be my sharing or my living out, how can I get others to also respond to God's word? And in today's passage, we saw Hezekiah does something simple. He calls people to gather together to hear God's word and to be able to gather together to worship. He gathers people and calls them to repentance and humility. And perhaps for some of us, it's very difficult, because when we call someone, they don't respond. And when we look at ourselves, even though we know we ought to, there are times we struggle to. Brothers and sisters, what we ought to focus on in this passage is not, how can I be more a repenting person? How can I be a more humble person? Rather, we look at the last thing Hezekiah says. He says, remember, return to the Lord, for the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn His face from you if you return to Him. Hezekiah brings to point something that you and I have to hold on to remember. And it is the fact, the very truth that God is gracious and compassionate. The only way you and I are able to respond to God's message is because he is first gracious and kind to us. He's the one who brought us to repentance. He's the one who grew us uh, humility so that we will see that we are in need of a savior, that we will see that it is only through God's word that we will find life. It is only through God's word we will grow intimacy with God. It was God's grace at work in us that allowed us to respond to him. And brothers and sisters, especially for those who are actively trying so hard for others to respond to God's word. They remember, just as it was God's great compassion first towards us that allowed us, us to respond to God's word, it will also be through God's grace that those to whom uh, we speak, share, we're reaching out, that they too will respond to God's word. So brothers and sisters, as we reflect, man, how as a person of God am I to respond to God's Word? As a person of God, how am I to share God's Word? May we remember that the foundation that we hold on to, we remember, we recall, and we live out of is the foundation of grace, that God is gracious and compassionate. So brothers and sisters, as we go uh, to the workforce, to our families, may we remember God's grace. And we conclude with this. So as we conclude, let me just share. um, I share that I had a lot of struggles when I first began out in ministry. I felt so inadequate and felt like I wasn't making an impact. And so I remember speaking to our senior pastor. And it was in that moment, a truth I knew in my mind really connected in my heart. He said, trust not in your abilities, but trust in God's faithfulness. It was in that moment I realized the only way I was able to respond to God's message was because He is faithful. It's because He is gracious and He did a work in my own heart. And what allows me to faithfully deliver God's word and to share, it's not because there's some power in my eloquence or my words or my relationships with students or people. It is because God is faithful and God is active and God is gracious and He is powerful. So brothers and sisters, may you and I respond the same way, trusting that when we go to God, God will be the one to grow us when we come to him in prayer and when we go to others and share it will be God who will change them let us pray Father help us to trust not in ourselves but help us to trust in your faithfulness may we remember it was your grace that changed us and it will be your grace that changes others so may we be faithful to you knowing that you are first faithful to us God we need you, we love you We praise you. Your name we pray. Amen.